Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast here from the team at Quad. Uh, my, my name is Adam Marsh. I'm the cinema program at Quad. Uh, my colleague is... Hi, I'm Rebecca. Um, I'm the film officer here at Quad. And we are going to be... Um, Hosting this podcast for the next uh, however many months <laughs> we continue to do it, but uh, we're aiming for a monthly schedule, and uh, next month we'll be talking about Alejandro Jodorowsky, and have a nice great episode um, with our ex- resident expert in quad, uh, Daryl Buxton. But this week, we are launching our podcast in the middle of Oscar season, in the middle of awards season country. Um, so uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the Oscar nominations, which were launched last week, we announced last week. And we are going to be talking about why none of my favourite films are being nominated for Oscars. Um, <laughs> and to help us do this, we have two special guests. We have Laura O'Leary from the uh, Quad Exhibition team here. Hello. <laughs> and we have aforementioned resident experts at Quad, uh, Daryl Buxton. Hello, nice to be here. And we're going to be talking Oscars, so let's let's begin. Let's uh, let's kick it off. Uh, we've had the Oscar nominations. Uh, a lot of controversy over these uh, nominations, as there is every year. Um, but we've got Best Picture. Let's, let's, let's kick it off with Best Picture. Um, Becky, do you want to cue yeah. us up? What, what's been nominated? Um, so we've got Ford versus Ferrari, which um, in the UK was under the title Le Mans 66. Um, the Irishman, which was uh, a Netflix title, so it's um, another year with uh, with uh, Netflix titles being featured after Roma last year. Um, we've got Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, another Netflix title, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. So Parasite, a foreign language title as well, yeah. sneaking into the best picture films, and deservedly so. Um, okay, well, well, I guess I guess the one that stands out for me there is that is, is not so much what stands out, it's like what's missing. In, in a lot of other nominations, Rocket Man was nominated for awards, which I think was yeah. one of the best films of last year. Um, and we might have different, different, <laughs> different opinions yes. on that one. Um, but I, I felt that was a movie that was very commercial. But equally, uh, in, embodied that spirit of a Ken Russell movie, uh, rock musical, and really pushed beyond uh, what it could have been. Because it could have just been Mamma Mia with Elton John music. And it was <laughs> more than that. It was much more than that. And it was more than Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, which won a swathe of Oscars last year. I think it was a much better film than that. So I was a little disappointed not to see that one unless what, what do people think about that? Me me too. You've, you've taken the words out of my mouth on that one, Adam. Uh, <laughs> oh, rock, Rocket Man was my favourite. My favorite film of the year for all of those reasons and i think the reason it's not been nominated at the oscars is is simply because dexter fletcher the director was involved heavily on bohemian rhapsody and and that won awards last year and i think it's oscar politics really i think it's just been deemed that we 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 can't do this two years in a row. Do you think? Do you think it was widely known that Dexter was involved in that in that movie? I think in the industry it was, and I think that's that's why his new film, which of course is a much more sort of personal film, something he's been involved in a lot more rather than just being a a sort of hired hand, has 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 been ignored because um, the industry knew that he'd been involved in it. And I think they figured, well, we've we've been there, done that. You know, we we don't need to nominate Rocket Man. We've we've given recognition to this type of movie and to some of the the team that made it. So I, I, I'm slightly more cynical than you do, Daryl. I, I believe that I just Rocket Man just didn't make as much money as Bohemian Rhapsody, so it didn't deserve to get I, nominated. I thought <laughs> I was being pretty cynical. But, well, you were. But I'm even more <laughs> cynical on that. But yeah, you you're, you're right. Yeah. I, yeah, I think. Um, Often it does come down to, to box office as well. And uh, again, you know, we'll talk a lot more about this during the morning, Oscar politics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, I, did you guys see Rocketman? Um, I saw Rocketman and actually, yeah, I didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> Sorry to disagree. Um, I just, I think it wasn't, I think it was something I really enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody because I felt so um, like connected to the kind of the way the narrative unfolded in terms of the time. Whereas I felt with um, this film, I kind of didn't like this kind of like fantasy element of kind of when the music came in and then he'd like float above. Um, and I felt like it was it was a lot hidden, a kind of about things like addiction um, that I felt weren't really touched upon that could have been taken a bit further. So I think maybe for me, that's why I didn't kind of pack as much as a punch um, as Bohemian Rhapsody did. It felt like that just moved me a lot more. 
Um, yeah, sounds sounds like you wanted a more sort of realist film. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think I think definitely the, the, the themes of addiction could have been explored more. Uh, but I guess what they were talking about, Elton John, in some ways, his 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 life story is like a rock cliche. You know, he, he did way too many drugs. He got way too many bad situations, and 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 it's kind of like everyone knows that story. So maybe they thought going over that again is like every other rock biopic do we just touch on it and 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 do something a bit more different with it i, I think that's what what was great about the film I, I think it played on your knowledge of elton john and i think maybe um if if people didn't like it or if you wanted a more sort of realist approach to it um may, maybe that's a sign that that Adams just said everybody knows the Elton John story. Maybe everybody doesn't know it, and maybe people wanted that to be told. So I wasn't yeah. saying this specifically to, yeah. to Elton John. It's just like every rock star oh, yeah, has that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. did too much drugs. I <laughs> slept with too many people. I did really bad situations. That's like a, a rock story, yeah. generic but, story, but yeah, isn't it? But you know? Yeah, rock, Rocket Man in that sense did did what I wish Bohemian Rhapsody had done. You know, it, it, it went off into those mad areas of fantasy and i think it played a lot on the fact that they knew that uh, a, a good portion of the audience would would know the elton john story and and what they wanted to see was a, a, a riff on that you know mm. as you say a, a, a ken russell type movie and uh, to us fans of ken russell who, who've been deprived of that type of cinema for decades this this was just an amazing thing to experience. Film of the year for me. And <laughs> why, is, why is it not being nominated? Yeah. Um, I'm speaking for myself in the sense of it, it just didn't really grab my attention the same way or get me excited in the same way um, than Bohemian Rhapsody did. Yeah, I think it was always going to be slightly more, slightly less accessible because it was a musical. And, yeah. you know, and generally people are not fans of people just having a conversation and suddenly breaking out into song. Yeah. It's not something that mo- a lot of people, people who don't like musicals, that's one of their big things. I don't like musicals because they just start singing. It's like, yeah, because yeah. it's a musical. That's, yeah. that's what musicals are. But, you yeah. know, I think... If you if you don't if you can't get over that then I can I can see why Rocky Man will be a harder sell, but yeah that's yeah. um, that that film, that film is one of the bigger missions. I mean, is there anything else that you people think was missed out on that Oscar nine was it? Yeah, there's nine films. Yeah, I'm 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 quite happy with the list really. Um, uh, Rock Rocket Man's the big one for me, but uh, other than that, there's a few favourites in there for me and. Uh, um, I think it's a, a fairly representative list as well. I think it sort of covers uh, a, a variety of areas and different types of film. As you say, there's even even a foreign film in there, which is amazing, you know. And, uh, and that's the one this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. can have more than one, just because I have yeah. one. <laughs> the token, yeah, <laughs> yeah, token, yeah. token foreign language film um, that, which, that breaks which out. Won't, which won't win. Of course it won't, yeah. <laughs> It'll win Best International Film, yeah, which is yeah. renamed the Foreign Language Oscars. But it, yeah, it, it won't, but again we were talking about this slightly earlier earlier about raising the profile i mean part of the oscars what the oscars does other than just like is a big massive backslapping process for hollywood it can raise the profile of films that are really good quality films that have possibly not got the opportunity to break out in the way that say rocket man has or joker has or whatever you know and does that list have those titles on that this year other than parasite parasite yeah, it's it's a strange one. I think you know, with um, Joker in the list, um, they obviously were going for more the art house angle to another superhero movie, um, which uh, is has paid off. You know, being not nominated in the in the best picture category. But uh, yeah, apart from that, I think the others are quite predictable. I'm, I'm slightly disappointed by, by, by Lighthouse not being nominated. I don't know if anyone's seen Lighthouse yet. <laughs> it's not due out until the end of this month in the UK. It's another one of those titles that comes out slightly after America. But that's... If you're going to go down the sort of like, well, we want to draw attention to something that's slightly out there <laughs> and slightly unusual, uh, the Lighthouse certainly is it. That was a little bit disappointing, particularly when you got something like Ford versus Ferrari, which I feel didn't really... It's a good film, but didn't really... Not not an Oscar film. And, yeah, it didn't yeah. really feel that way for me, but they, there you go, it's on the list. I think that could have been swapped out for The Lighthouse. But I want to see more mermaids in, in the Best Oscar nomination. Uh, yeah, I think The Lighthouse is too too surreal, too far-fetched for Best Picture. <laughs> yeah. 
and and again, you know, people, you, there's, there was the potential, I suppose, for nominating uh, Dafoe as best actor, but um, but again, it's it's this case of oh, we nominated him last year, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and we're not doing it two years running, you know, we only do that for Tom Hanks or Russell Crowe, you know. <laughs> Or one we got wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he should have won last year. Let's oh, yeah. name this year. Don't, yeah. 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 Don't get yeah. me started. <laughs> yeah, Steve Martin. Yeah. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Jeremy Irons. You know. Should we move on to other categories, or do we want to talk about more about the um, films that were missed out? Because I mean, like we were talking about, I was talking about one of the things I want to talk about is like every year the Oscar comes along and the list is there. And these are the best films of the year, and I look at my top ten of twenty nineteen. It's very, very different, <laughs> and I and I do wonder why. Well, I don't I don't wonder why they're not being nominated, but it's like it just makes me wonder why the value of Oscar is still quite high, in the sense that be oh, it was nominated for seven Oscars. I must go and see it. When, um, for instance, uh, mid nineties, which I saw last year, which I thought was great. Don't think got any nominations this year. No. Nothing like that. That was a great film. In Fabric, one of my favourite films of last year. Very British film, but I didn't see any nominations at BAFTAs for In Fabric, and that was a fantastic movie. So yeah, so what's wrong with my brain? I guess is, is what I'm asking. Why is my brain saying these films are the best, and then everybody else's brain is saying no, 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 go and see The Irishman. The films kind of I enjoyed. I guess it's, I guess it's all like personal and subjective, but I really enjoyed Us, um, the Jordan okay. Peele film. I think I just enjoyed it because I found like, whereas I've asked friends to go see The Lighthouse with me, and everyone's like, no, don't want to see a, a weird black and white film. <laughs> Whereas I went to see that and it was, you know, we were all just so excited and kind of like on the edge of our seat waiting to see what happened. It felt very contemporary, an unusual narrative, an interesting kind of cinematography. Um, and then another film I quite enjoyed was, was it Monos? Um, I thought that was really dramatic in a sense of, you know, being taken through these landscapes of this kind of, like, you know, from this kind of desolate beach scene to this, you know, jungle and how that felt as you walked through it. Um, I thought that was quite an impressive film and I went to see with two friends who kind of perhaps wouldn't see a film like that you know not it, it was a little less known it was a foreign language film um, and we all really enjoyed it you know really blown away by it also is one of the nom- nominations that people would say expecting to get nominated Jordan P got nominated yeah, for it's, it it's, out. it's back again to this phrase Oscar politics that I keep using I, th- I think they'll have looked at us and just said well we we we, we gave get out awards a couple of years ago we don't need to do that again you know and uh, it's 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 like the rocket man thing we talked about earlier yeah. it's it is it is just that shallow sometimes they they the the committees sort of say well we we we've, we've given these guys awards you know what do they want more yeah and, yeah 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 they do <laughs> <laughs> becky did you you saw us what did you do you think it deserved a place in that best picture i wasn't impressed with it as much I preferred Get Out, really. It was a good film, but I wasn't expecting it to be part of the Best Picture category. And I think it also reflects what the Academy's seen and what they think is their best films. Um, so sometimes I think, like, it's it it's exposure. Um, so we're, as film programmers, exposed to more more films or... or we- as our job, we're made to watch more films um, where the Academy, yeah, it's what they've seen, really. Sure, and I guess I guess if they're thinking, well, Us was definitely pushed as a mainstream yeah. horror movie experience. And I guess if they're thinking, well, we've, got, we've already got Joker in there. We've already got our mainstream box office success in there. We don't need another one. I guess, again, similar similar mentality to, to what we've been talking about. Monos. Did everybody see Monos? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Did you like it, Daryl? Yes, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's been mentioned on, on quite quite a few critics' lists have, yeah. have sort of included it. So, again, I, I think um, had, had Parasite not been the nomination, I think that might have been the one that was sort of pushing it up for, for second place, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but, but again, maybe maybe just too out there for for Hollywood and 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 to to put on the Oscar coverage, you know. Uh, but yeah, fine fine film. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought it was great as well. And but I literally didn't think it was going anywhere near the Oscar nominations, which is again, which is my, kind of my point. It's like what 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 why why is Oscar still held up as such a valid 
sign of quality. Yeah. Well, what, what about the films that are on the list then? Okay, uh, let's talk about the, okay, well, okay, let's talk about the films that are on the list. <laughs> Who wants to go take it that yeah, way? We, we've mentioned a few of them already, but, yeah. but you know, in, in terms of talking about the quality and what deserves to be there, are, are we saying that none of these films on the list should be there well, or, or or what let's 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 tackle the let's tackle the netflix ones first we've got the irishman and the marriage story both netflix titles which means that they have limited cinematic theatrical runs um in this country they tend to have three week windows three or four week windows maybe yeah. um so they so for instance the irishman was released in October? Yeah, late yeah. October. It got its premiere at London Film Festival. Yeah, so it's yeah. premiere in, which did like, we did like a live cinematic um, satellite screening in late September and then it was on release from uh, mid October through to the early November. So like I thought it went before it was on Netflix. And the same with Marriage Story came out early November and ran through till early December. And indeed, The Two Popes, which wasn't nominated for Best Film, but was nominated in other categories, that had a similar release in mm. December. And as did uh, Uncut Gems, which is another one of those ones that people talk about as being the one that missed out on nominations this year as well. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so let's, let's, let's start with uh, Scorsese. Um, he's very male encompassing movies as he gets criticised for every time he makes a film <laughs> it's all about men into it and it's like well yes because <laughs> that's what the films he's making what do we think to the Irishman I was disappointed by this film to be honest I don't know if it's the marketing and the trailer around it and the hype around it I thought it was going to be more like you know the Goodfellas you know I was really excited for the gang to be back as such you know and uh, it just didn't have that punch. I just, it just, to me, I was just going along with the motions. I don't know if it was because of the running time as well. I felt like easily you could have cut about half an hour out of that. Um, do, you, do you think that because it was a Netflix title and he wasn't having the pressure of theatrical release that allowed him to get to three hours and 20 minutes, whatever it was, in the end? I do think that, yeah, it could have easily been been cut. but And it was pretty obvious that there hadn't happened as much interference in the film. I, I, I don't think it was a... I don't personally think it was a... Be, it should be nominated for Best Picture. It was, you know, it was just... It was just fine. I don't know whether I got more excited about it than I really should have, but, yeah. That, that's my opinion did you guys see the irishman yeah um i actually didn't watch any trailers i just heard all the hype about it and then i just watched it on netflix like you know in my room and i watched it in like 40 minute slots <laughs> um, and spent like a week or so watching it um and i think for that reason i actually i enjoyed it perhaps more because um i was looking forward to kind of figuring out how this would unfold yeah um and i kind of after watching it i think i you know my comments were like oh it was so long and um you know it's quite a slow burner of a film which i didn't expect but actually I, now after a bit of time I feel like I would watch it again and there's certain moments you know when you see these two elderly men in a jail who had this you know this really fast paced kind of what seemed almost glamorous like lifestyle um to then kind of be withdrawn and reduced to kind of like you know having to they can't even eat bread and you know that they've really aged and it's the complete opposites like pace I feel like those moments I can still really picture and it kind of makes me think about life and ageing in a, a, almost a different way, which it didn't at the time. It's almost been kind of just making me think about it differently over time. Yeah. That's that's a great point because, um, you know, Scorsese is an old man now, you know, and people forget that because <laughs> he's, he's still yeah. seen by film fans as being a bit of a, a hip, gunslinger sort of person you know oh he, he we're waiting for the next really violent martin scorsese film it's going to be great and i i think if you look look back at his career and certainly look back at the sort of gangster and crime films that he's done throughout that those films have aged with with him and and the, the storylines and the characters within them have always sort of kept pace with with how old scorsese is and so it's absolutely perfect i think they he, he should make a film 
that that plays on those themes that you've just mentioned. Um, I, I love the film, but then you know, I'm, I, I, he, he, Marty does no wrong for me. What 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 I what I take issue with with the Oscars is um, uh, um, we, we've not got onto the acting categories yet, but uh, uh, Joe Pesci and Al Pacino have both been nominated as Best Supporting Actor. One of the bigger omissions is De Niro, of course, which is controversial. But for me, what I'd say is. I, I think there are two performances in that film that should be on that Best Supporting Actor list, uh, Harvey Keitel and Stephen Graham. And I think they've picked the wrong two. Well, that's, again, again, we're talking to Oscar politics here for a nomination yep. category. Yeah. Since, I mean, like Brad Pitt as Best Supporting Actor. He's, I, literally, I didn't even think of him as a supporting actor. I watched the movie and I thought he was a lead, even more, probably more so than DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very much Pitt's film, really, yeah. I think, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's his story. It's his fantasy. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it, it, how he's getting he's, nominated he's, for Best Supporting yeah, Actor yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. DiCaprio's got the big show part where he puts on, you know, ten different costumes <laughs> and we sort of follow the progression of his character, whereas Brad Pitt's character stays pretty much the same throughout the movie. But... I think if, if, if you sort of analyse what Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is about and, and, and sort of put your own interpretation on it, for, for me, certainly, it's, it, it's all about the, the, the Cliff character. Mm. It's, it's all going on in his head. It's all about what he wants from his career. He's the focus of the film. And, yeah, it's, in that sense, it's very much a lead performance. So it's Brad Pitt's fault Stephen Graham's not been nominated for an Oscar. Are we saying that out loud in public? Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm yeah. saying it, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all, although I could equally say it's Al Pacino's fault, you know. Uh, sure, but you don't want to get Al Or, or, or Pecky's, no, I, I don't want to mess with those guys. No. So. They're not here, are they? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, so Becky, what did you think, what did you think to um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood have we segued on to that movie? I actually didn't see this film, okay. so yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's, I, 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 I didn't see The Irishman, hence my <laughs> lack of comments on The Irishman there, but um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, however, I did feel like it was very much like, okay, Tarantino's finally getting to do all the things that he wanted to do in a movie about Hollywood, and he's just ticking boxes he's going to make. And now I hear he's going to make five episodes Episodes of uh, Bounty Law. Law yeah. uh, we'll see if that happens. Um, he was going to make a Silver Surfer movie as well in the nineties, wasn't he? Yeah, that that happened. Um, Laura, did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Did you like it? You know what? I actually forgot I saw it, <laughs> which I think maybe yeah. I mean, no, you know, no disrespect to the, the film as a whole, but it just did not. It didn't impact me at all. Um, into I can't. I just had to think. You know, I said to Rebecca on the way in today, I was like, I don't think I saw that one, and I've just googled it and was like, oh, I did see it. <laughs> but you know, I think it was released in August, so not even that long ago. Um, so it just there was something about it which really didn't sink in with me. I think it's one of it's one of those things. Well, being released in August, you do forget when Oscar time comes around. As do Oscars, they forget some of the films that were released earlier on in the year. They make the exception for films about themselves, though. I think Hollywood likes films about Hollywood, so definitely. So they make the exception with that. Um, but yeah, I I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I must admit, and similar to you, Laura, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm not certain I took anything away from it in the, in the way that for instance Daryl you took away from I the Irishman a, and you, you took away from the Irishman yeah, I'm not sure I, yeah. I enjoyed it and thoroughly enjoyed it I thought it was great but I'm not sure it stayed with me or had anything meaningful to say about film or history or cinema or anything really it was just there and that's not necessarily a bad thing but whether that's enough to get nominated for Oscars I don't know I, I took a lot from the movie. Okay. I, I, I think it's very, very deep. I think it's, it's not as superficial as people think it is. I think there's an awful lot going on. I think it's, it's a film that if people watch it again and again and again, I think you, you know, you'll start to see sort of hidden layers in it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see it win, frankly. Yeah, I need to. I do need to see it again. I mean, I've only seen it the once, um, so I do need to see it again because maybe, maybe there is more. But my first reading was as I've not had. 
the desire to go back and watch it again. Yeah. We've talked a bit about Netflix and so on. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood isn't a Netflix movie, but it, it, it's got this same quality to it, something that's starting to creep in now of filmmakers being allowed to, to make the films they want. And, and, and as a knock-on from that, what seems to happen there is filmmakers want to make long movies. Uh, what, what, what do we think of that? Because Hollywood seems to have responded to that by nominating them all. Yeah, um, personally, I, it's a great point. I mean, personally, I think that great films are made by their restrictions. So you get films that, oh, we only had two days to shoot, so we did this. Or we couldn't get this actor for more than one day, so we did this. And I, I find that really fascinating in film, generally. That what they had to work with, the restrictions they had to work and they made the great film from the restrictions. Whereas if you've just got all the money in the world and all the time in the world and you can do whatever you want, you get three-hour movies about aging gangsters. Yeah. Or you <laughs> get um, uh, two-and-a-half movies about um, alternative fiction uh, Hollywood. You know, yeah. I, I think we've been lucky so far in, the, in that these long films that have come out of the, 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 the Netflix system for me they haven't been indulgent they've they've not had all the pitfalls that you can get out of a long movie laura you were saying earlier you'd you'd watched um the irishman in 40 minute bursts you know now normally i'd 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 be appalled at somebody (laughs) saying that but i'm not in this case because that's that's the new model that's the way people are being encouraged to watch films and i think a filmmaker like martin scorsese is aware of that and will, to some extent, make the film a little bit episodic, so you can't you can watch it like that. So, so in that case, I mean, like because there's a lot of argument, a lot of not this year, last year, whenever it came out, 2018, when Twin Peaks came out, it was in a lot of critics' end of year best film lists. So that's as an a eighteen hour yeah, film, yeah. and it's like yeah. I guess that's I guess that the argument for that is starting to filter through now into into these movies. Yeah, so it, it really is starting to blur the lines about what is a film, what's TV, and, and things things are shifting, you know. Yeah. The, I mean, the very fact that Netflix have broken through to the Oscars at all, because for, for a while, they, they, weren't, they weren't allowed in, you know, and then suddenly, not only are they allowed in, but they're actually getting nominations and they're winning awards. And um, I'm, I'm happy with that, as long as we can get to see the films in, in cinemas. And at least they've, as you say, they've given this window where we can. Yeah, they started. They started doing that now. The, the, the industry, they, they are recognizing the fact that. I, I think I, I, I want to say it, it's, it's certainly not a money thing. People say well, you, you're missing out on money at box office. Like Netflix, not missing out on money by releasing these films no. in the cinema. They, they, their model is like the only place you can see them is Netflix. So having them anywhere else dilutes that message. I think what they're probably facing is filmmakers. Yeah, I'd think Mike so. Mike Scorsese yeah. saying, "You can have my film. I, I, I can be bought. Yeah, you yeah. know, I can be bought, but, but on, on these terms, on yeah, these yeah. terms, and it's like I want my films in cinemas because why wouldn't you want your films in cinemas? And the same, way, I guess, the same with like Noah Baumbach and all the other filmmakers that they picked up and, and have funded and yeah. made films with. I, I think that will change as time passes. You know, Scorsese is not going to be around forever. You know, and yeah. and uh, the Coen brothers aren't. And and um, I think when when that generation of filmmakers has gone or isn't working anymore the new people coming through will will simply embrace the netflix model and they'll do what they're told you know possibly i think you still got you still have film i mean christopher nolan is very adamant about his films being shot on film and projected on tarantino as well they they love they love their 70 millimeter and so on exactly and i think those filmmakers are influential on younger filmmakers who might adopt similar similar conceits i guess yeah and it and it's not never going to be the same you know what and the filmmakers know that they're going to want to see their films projected and shown you know to the best quality and you know how much you know home cinema system you have it's you're never going to get that same effect as when you're actually in a cinema yeah one one thing i i quite quite often find myself doing when i'm here at quad or if i'm if i'm at a cinema elsewhere is i see myself i sit in front of the screen i'm watching the film but i imagine the size of a television in in 
in the corner of the screen and it's it's you know i I think all all my mates who say they've got a 65 inch tv you know what's 65 inches on that screen in front of me it's a tiny little corner you know Mm. it's 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 nothing it's 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 where those those leaves on that tree are you know while while robert de niro's doing his stuff in the middle of the image so so yeah when when you're faced with that and i think there are filmmakers that that have grown up on that there are filmmakers coming through that understand that the power of that 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 massive image mm. is 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 never going to be diminished um i also watched um marriage story another one from the best picture category uh, on my ipad my little tiny ipad as it's netflix i I'd, I'd say that's that's a perfectly acceptable way yeah. to watch yeah and yeah. similarly again i broke it up into kind of you know, I watched half, then I watched the other half, and I was so looking forward to the second half. I, I really enjoyed Marriage Story as a film. Um, I didn't expect to enjoy it so much. I, even afterwards, I was thinking, why did I enjoy it so much? <laughs> and I think it was something about, um, the, yeah, the telling of um, this, you know, this tragic breakup um, and the kind of the subtleties of that, of a divorce and of falling out of love or not possibly. Um, and also like the, the way intimacy was portrayed within the film. That, you know, it wasn't physically kind of existent between them. It was all kind of reading between the lines. And yeah, I, I, again, it was one of those things that's great for me when I was watching it because I could say to my mum, you know, like, oh, I really think you should watch this film, whereas she wouldn't go to the cinema um, very regularly. She doesn't do that. So for her, she watched it and she was like, oh, thank you so much for telling me to watch it. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> and that's one of the things, I think the average average person in the UK goes to cinema two and a half times. They obviously walk, <laughs> walk out halfway through one. But um, yeah, two and a half times on average is, is, the, is what people go to see in cinema. So if you go and see, if you're an average one of those is going to be taken up by the big buzzworthy blockbuster. Maybe even all of them are, you know, Avengers or Star Wars or something like that. There's not a lot of room for people going out to the cinema to see things like The Irishman, to see things like Marriage Story or uh, Jojo Rabbit or thinking things like that. You know, there's um, there's not a lot of room in a lot of those people's lives, so they are seeing them on Netflix on TV. So yeah. dismissing the power of that is. Um, yeah, it's and do you think? I mean, the 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 Oscars when when um, when Black Panther was nominated as as Best Picture, that that was and when and indeed when they expanded it from five films to up to ten, we've we've said already that they've they've nominated nine as Best Picture this year. They've they've started doing all these things to try and make it a little more accessible to a general audience to make the to make the Oscars less sort of insular and less sort of. Um, uh, looked at in in terms of oh it's just the important arty films that that we nominate no we are going to nominate comic book films we are going to nominate films with actors in that you've heard of you know and and um yeah i I think with 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 the netflix thing as well there's a sense there of of allowing those films in broadens the appeal of the oscars it's intended to broaden the appeal the appeal of the oscars to a, a greater viewing audience which again does yeah come down to commerce and money they're doing it to, to for financial reasons but i think it's got a very positive effect on promoting film and promoting cinema to a, a larger group of people should we move on to the, some of the other categories from Best Picture because yeah. we'll, we'll feed back into those ones. But um, the one that stood out for me was, was we were talking about it a little bit was Best Supporting Actor, which could have been 1989's Best Supporting Actor category, couldn't it? With Tom Hanks, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino, yeah. Joe Pesci, and Brad Pitt. That's uh, that's that's quite a. a well, a, as, a, as I say, where's where's Stephen Graham? You know, where's, where's the Graham? British interest? You know, yeah. we've got we've got Hopkins in there, but yeah, Stephen Graham is is just the the heart and soul of the Irishman for me to come in. You know, from from where he stands. And to find himself acting along people that he has idolised for decades and to actually hold his own in there. And, and in fact, you know, he's, he's up there with Al Pacino and he's, he's the person you're looking at. He's stealing his scenes. And that's that's just not been acknowledged, you know. So he's he's the big omission from that category. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that the Irishman has been given two nominations. And I think those performances 
deserve recognition. But I'd, I'd, I'd have gone with Kaitel and I'd have gone with, uh, with Stephen for that. And Adam, I know you were taking issue with Brad Pitt being on there. You, you said already well, that, that yeah. it's, it's a lead performance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Would, would you, do you think they should have been swapped over? Do you think Leonardo should be in there as, as a supporting actor? Well, I, guess, I guess it's more restrictive, isn't it? I mean, I, I, ideally, you'd have co-leads. Because they are co-leads, you know, you don't have like, you know, if you have a rom-com, for instance, where you have like a male lead and a female lead, you're not putting one of them into a supporting character. Yeah, as, as we've got with, with Marriage Story in, yeah. in, a, in a drama, you know, we, we've got we've got Scarlett and Adam Driver both getting... Both in leads, and this is no, this and, is no and different. being nominated for and it. And this yeah, is no yeah, different, they're yeah. not, it's not a romantic comedy, but it is a buddy movie, yeah, it's, yeah. it's them two as co-leads yeah. in a movie. Do you, do you think, and we've, I've just mentioned that the best picture category got expanded. Do you think there's scope for expanding the actor categories and the actress category? No. I want to say no, because I feel like there's too many already. But, <laughs> but that uh, would solve the problem that you're talking I, I, about. I think like, what... I, personally, I think there should be some sort of limit on what a supporting actor or a supporting actress is. Like, if you're in, like, every single scene in the movie, yeah, <laughs> practically, yeah, like Brad Pitt is. That's so difficult to measure, though. You know? It is, it is, but, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. But, but like, I guess I guess it's only an issue when this actors and actresses that have not been nominated for supporting roles, because you're basing Brad Pitt's hour and a half, two hours running time at being on screen and developing that character and putting in that performance against an actor who's had 30 minutes of screen time to get their uh, impact in the film. And that's, that's an unfair yeah. comparison then, I guess. Yeah, so that would be my take on it. I mean, what, what was yeah. other people's thoughts? Yeah, because uh, I would say as well, out of the, the, the actors that were nominated, I would say with Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes, he, again with Jonathan Price, they had pretty much equal screen time. His name's in the title. It's the two popes. It's not the one pope and a supporting pope. Yeah, and both of their performances were good. I thought Jonathan Price was slightly better, but it isn't... That isn't a reason why he's a best supporting actor. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that the, the, the category should be reconsidered. I mean, some, yeah. some, uh, some cast, some awards ceremonies have best ensemble, don't they? Best ensemble yeah, award. Yeah. And I think for something like The Irishman, that would have been perfect. Absolutely. You know, and, and ob- think, obviously for Little Women as and well. And Little yeah, Women yeah. would have been perfect as well. Of course, yeah, of course, Little Women, yeah. That, both of those are designed as ensemble movies, and yet there's no real award for an ensemble cast. I was just going to say, actually, on um, Little Women, I, I didn't know who was nominated, but I've just uh, looked it up. And what's what's their name? Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Saoirse. Yeah. So, oh no, for the supporting role, um, it's oh, Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh. Yeah. Pugh. Yeah. Um, and actually, I mean, I've, you know, I've, I feel like this would be kind of hard hard to even comment on. But I actually thought that the character that played Beth did a really brilliant job. Eliza Scanlon. Um, yeah. And she didn't have many lines, but like I felt like for me, when I watched the film, she had these moments of just real innocence and like this real child quality. And obviously, you know what's going to happen to Beth. You know that she's going to, she's not going to, you know, make it. Um, and I feel like, spoilers, sorry. <laughs> I mean, little women. <laughs> like that's an okay one yeah, to do. Yeah, caught up by now Um, but I feel like you know I'm I'm really I really attached myself to her character from the beginning for that reason and I feel there was I feel like I actually afterwards I said which I not don't normally even comment on I thought wow I thought she was brilliant and I was I Mm. thought it was a shame she didn't she wasn't nominated yeah yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Again, you know, there, there's an argument there for saying we we need we need ten ten places in that category instead of the five. You know, that way performances like that might might get recognised. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I, I agree, and, and and literally, I think I think that would that was so. But equally, it would it would start to annoy me as well. Because yeah, then I you, can see that. Then, I'm, yeah. I'm already annoyed that the Irishman <laughs> has got two supporting actor nominations. I'm already annoyed that Scarlett Johansson is is competing against herself. Yeah. For, you yeah. know, she could walk away with both of the actress awards this year i'm already annoyed about that so expanding that out and having like yeah. the opportunity of like four nominations of the same film well wasn't there a thing was uh, in in one award ceremony was it the golden clothes margot robbie got got t- 
two two nominations in the same category. Yeah, and 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 and, and yeah, yeah. She got um, best supporting actress for both Once Upon a yeah. Time in Hollywood and yeah. Um, so she, so she's Bombshell. literally competing against herself there, you know, and and three other people. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. It's, and and that and that that annoys me, and that yeah. would annoy yeah. me. Had we expand, <laughs> if we expand it out, that would annoy me immensely. So I think but, no. But then it, it, it would. You know, I I wouldn't like it, but I can see how it would have its benefits, and I can see why they've done it for the best picture. An interesting one I was thinking for best for going to the best actor category is uh, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. I I came in, you know, sort of ready to sort of criticise the film. Um, and I know that it's had a lot of criticism. I know it was praised during the festival circuit and then there was a big backlash. But on a whole, I enjoyed it because I think I think Joaquin had quite a lot of pressure to um, live up to the most famous Joker from Chris Nolan's uh, trilogy, uh, Heath Ledger. Um, but he just did a completely different spin on it and it it, it was meant to be, I think, a, a standalone film, and that's what came across, you know. Um, it didn't try to connect itself at all to previous Batman films, and it sort of just, it was sort of in the universe, but a completely standalone film, and it more took an influence from, you know, um, Scorsese's Taxi Driver than, than a superhero movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, what, what do people think of Wahim as being nominated? He probably deserves it, I think. I, I think he's uh, I, I, I wasn't particularly keen on the film, but I thought his performance was great. The one thing I would say is, doesn't he just give the same performance there that he's given in a couple of other movies, though? Well, like which it. might actually count in his favour. <laughs> The, the Lynn Ramsey one uh, from from a couple of years ago, and, oh, and uh, um, you were never really here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, what was the Paul Thomas Anderson film as well? The Master. The master. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he did he did uh, Inherent Vice as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm thinking more more of that as as sort of feeding into the uh, the Joker character. So yeah, yeah it's it, the the films are sort of it's a bit of a rehashed. Scorsese, it's Taxi Driver meets King of Comedy, and Joaquin's performance is great. But what I'm saying is, we've we've already seen him do it, which which might count in his favour because it could be that he ends up getting the award as as a sort of um, a, a combo. You know, it's like oh, we're 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 giving him this trophy for the great performances in this style, in this mode that he's given over the last five years. Has he won before? Did he win Best Actor for? Uh, the Master, when that was nominated for a bunch, I don't, don't think know. I don't think I he don't has. Did he win no, for no. Gladiator? He he won Best Supporting Actor for that. Didn't okay, he? okay, so maybe maybe they think you've already given him an award because normally when they, when like you say he's delivering performances like that year in year out and he hasn't won like. Yeah, it's, there's a, there's now a, it's his time. So. There's a lot. There's a lot that counts against him here in terms of the, the way Oscar does things. Uh, as as Rebecca said, you know Heath Ledger's been been was was given an award for playing this character already. So they might they might see that as a, a, a reason not to do that this time. It is perceived as a comic book movie, so um, they might see that as a reason not to do it. But then you look at the competition and you think, well. Why? Why not? You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's never won before. He's been nominated four yeah. times, and, and it's not. It's not this this year. It's not a particularly strong um, strong field. No. no, it's not. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's leads us, I guess, into some of the omissions because this is probably one of the categories that people had great hopes for being slightly more interesting <laughs> a, a, a dare, year. Dare we say, uh, Taron Egerton? Uh, Taron Egerton yeah. from Rocket Man, who won the Golden Globe for best uh, best actor in musical comedy. Um, but equally, like, has the wrong Adam been nominated? Um, we got Adam Driver nominated for, Mar- for Marriage Story, but did Adam Sandler's amazing performance in Uncut Gems deserve a, a nomination? Yeah, possibly, possibly. Yeah. Although, again, I'd, I'd go back to why wasn't he nominated for, for working with Paul Thomas Anderson years ago? Well, you know? sure. And for but Happy yeah, Gilmore, yeah. let's face it. Yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah. But I mean, that, that performance is a, it is definitely an acting tour de force. In the sense that it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds until you come out of that movie feeling like you're ready for a heart attack. Yeah, that feels like that should have been recognised. Whether that's a case of like Adam Sandler probably not caring that much about Oscars. I didn't feel like he was out there 
kissing babies and, and shaking hands <laughs> for, for the nomination like you normally would get yeah. for those actors. Yeah. It didn't feel like he was out there doing the legwork for the nominating team. Mm. So maybe that's that. But the other one, I guess, is Eddie Murphy. There's a lot of talk about Eddie Murphy earlier on in the year for his uh, performance um, in uh, Dolomite. That wasn't the full title, was it? What's my name? My name. Dolomite is my name. Dolomite yeah, is my yeah, name, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Which again was another another Netflix, wasn't it? Another Netflix yeah, one yeah. earlier on in the year, yeah. Just just ahead of the um of the the, the glut of Netflix titles that got released in cinemas. But yeah, did that was that a movie that deserved nomination? Looking at the weak field as we've just said? Again, I don't think that there was anything special. Oh. You know. <laughs> it oh. was you know. I, I and again it might be like the Irishman. Um it was good, but I don't think that it should have been in the best actor category. Yeah, I mean I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I thought it was it was very good. I thought his performance was very good as well. But he's not well liked in Hollywood Eddie Murphy, is he? Yeah, well, I think that yeah. might have had some of those something to do yeah. with it as well. Is that that they weren't ready to, to, to welcome him back into 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 award season what did yeah. you think of the film daryl i liked it but um i mean it was written by the the the, the writers of uh, ed wood who, who've done the it was just to their formula you know yeah. and, and it played like a formula movie very entertaining and very slick and very well done um and uh, i mean I, I i know i know the dolomite character as well and i know i know rudy ray moore's films so i i was coming at it from a position where i sort of knew the story anyway so so yeah it was extremely well done of its type but i'm i'm not i'm not sort of crying over the fact that it's not been nominated you're and, not and willing that. to kick antonio banderas to the curb and move eddie murphy in there <laughs> I I actually if you gave me that choice I actually would be because I I didn't really like Pain and Glory all that much which surprised me because I love Almodovar and the idea of him doing a sort of autobiographical type movie would normally appeal to me I I just think it didn't work for some reason okay. and um yeah, so if that's the choice, I think, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll turn things around and say, let's put Eddie Murphy in, yeah. I think one of the movies I, I thought maybe might have been involved, particularly in Best Supporting Actor role, was uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. I really enjoyed that movie. It was fairly generic in the sense of its plotline and storyline, but it was very, very well done, and it featured a actor uh, with Down syndrome, playing a Down Syndrome character, which is the mm. first time in cinema history that actually a Down Syndrome actor has played a Down Syndrome character on screen. It's not been played by a, a, a non-Down non Syndrome. Did everybody see Peanut Butter Falcon? I n- never got to see it. No, unfortunately, ah, I shocking. never got to it's see it. It's a very feel-good film and a great performance by Zach Gottsagen, um, who, who was the... And it was like a Mark Twain buddy movie, basically, yeah. uh, which involved a few of my things involved a great story a lot of the south and wrestling was involved in it as well which is a place to my heartstrings um <laughs> and I, I mean and it felt like was this the movie that Sheila LaBeouf got re-accepted into Hollywood after his crazy years I guess as well <laughs> they might come down to be talking as in the years yeah. where we went off the rails a little bit yeah I think also as well the fact that we we didn't have the opportunity to see it as kind of proved what I thought it kind of came and went I don't hmm. think it got the buzz they probably should have deserved and push people to go to the cinema to see so yeah yeah no i i agree with that yeah cool and any others that we think missed out before we wrap up not so much uh missed out but oh, i'm a little bit disappointed by the best actress category renee zellweger for judy um, was an interesting one because again I thought that was a so-so performance you know it was good enjoyable film but again I don't think it should have been in the best actress category I agree entirely with that I, I didn't like the film at all um, and uh, I, I thought her performance had all the hallmarks of look at me look at me this is my chance at an Oscar you know and um, um, but, but those roles tend to be that way don't yeah, they yeah. Which like, is, I'm which, playing a famous yeah, person which is, which is why I think she'll win and and what I'm very disappointed about is my my favourite acting performance from a female performer last year although it's a film that came out in 2018 so we're in, in America so we're into this whole weird area of it, it couldn't be nominated for an Oscar this year was um, uh, Natalie Portman in uh, in Vox Lux and she in that movie played that role like 
a 21st century Judy Garland. I thought, this is where Natalie Portman, I've, I've loved her for years, really impressed with her in, in things like Black Swan, and right back to, to when she was a child star, you know. So I've sort of followed her career, really liked her a lot. Seeing her in Vox Lux, I thought, this this is where she she absolutely grows up and and she's got the potential to become a, the, a judy garland someone who's that big and someone who people are making films about there's going to be the natalie portman story in 30 years time you know and 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 then renee zellweger comes along and actually plays judy and i thought this this is this is just it's a performance that's going for the votes it's going for the oscar nomination I like Renee Zellweger a lot. I think she's a very good performer, but uh, in this, she just pushed it too far for me. And having seen Natalie Portman give this terrific Judy Garland-like performance a few months earlier, I, I, this, I, I was just left very cold by this. Mm. Yeah. But I think she'll win. Yeah, I, 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 I don't it, see it, any it's of the this. One, it's the one nomination in that category that has got give this person an Oscar written all over it. Yeah, I mean, Shelley Theron for yeah. Bombshell might be another one. The, again, yeah. it's, it's quite it's on, on topic. Yeah, <laughs> that's what is, I was going to say. A... I think um, she, if it's not Renee, I think it'll be Shelley's, definitely. Yeah. I mean, do do we do do they give it to uh, Saoirse Ronan for Little Women because Greta Gerwig was snubbed as best director? I think the, the nomination's probably seen as being enough. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't, yeah. I agree. What's not in there that should be in there? I mean, I, yeah, personally, I mean, there's, of... there's a bunch of roles that I thought were great. I mean, I, I loved a film called Knife Plus Heart last year, and I thought of Vanessa yeah. Paradis, and that was fantastic. Yeah. But that was never going to come anywhere near. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, that's the thing. It's like I thought um, Leslie Manville was brilliant in Ordinary Love, but I don't, that has just released in America now, so I don't know whether it would have qualified. I'm not sure, but that was a brilliant performance. But I didn't expect it to get Oscar recognition, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's some of the small, I mean, yeah. in, in my in my my, my top 10, top 12 of last year, I had a film called Madeline's Madeline, which is a very small release, but it was a yeah. fantastic lead performance and a fantastic supporting performance in that movie. And and there's no talk about that. Obviously, there's no budget to go to mount an awards campaign. The mm-hmm. fact that you got to mount an awards campaign immediately eliminates a whole swathe of independent movies. Yeah, very, very occasionally in Oscar history, you've, you've had a, a surprise nomination like that, um, where it's just come out of nowhere and it's been a tiny little film but it happens so rarely again i'm i'm not i'm not going to pitch again for the expansion of categories but no, again that, no. that would already, solve that problem that's already know. filled me with dread so <laughs> like, let's not let's not do that i guess just one that which um we spoke about a little a bit earlier i was going to say i just fought for um, the documentary feature nominee i fought for Sama was one of my best films mm. of the year in a sense of i felt it was quite for me it felt quite essential to see um very impactful um so i'm glad to see that was in the award category yeah i agree yeah, yeah there's some of those documentaries that that just i mean i saw one called the biggest little farm at the end of last year and it's it's not the greatest documentary in, in 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 the grand scheme of things but i came out of that movie just so enthused and so inspired by it that it, it did its job in that respect so there's 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 some great documentaries out there uh, each year and uh for me i'm disappointed that diamantino has not had any great love uh, <laughs> yeah. giant fluffy puppies on a football pitch <laughs> surely that's an oscar shoeing straight away i'm very disappointed by that <laughs> I don't think yeah. that was ever going to get nominated. No. <laughs> yeah. was, was there anything else that you guys thought that you um, enjoyed from last year that has not had the award nominations, obviously beyond Rocketman? I loved um, uh, Aniara, the Swedish science fiction film. Um, that kind of hard science fiction has done very well at Oscars recently with stuff like Gravity. And, um, yeah, I, I, I really wish that Aniara had got more recognition. Um, I thought, I thought it was, there'd, there'd been a whole crop of, 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 of these type of, uh, SF movies from, you know, Moon, Gravity, um, the Solaris remake, Ad Arrival Astra. as well. Yeah, Arrival. And it, it seems to be a bit of a trend over the past 10 years. And I thought this Swedish film absolutely nailed it and did it better than any other. And, um, it's, it's, 
it's just been completely overlooked, not only by award ceremonies, but by, by the public at large, I think. Distribution on that was, was very difficult. It got a very small release, uh, courtesy of Arrow Films, and we took it on for a few days here, but I don't think many cinemas took it across the country. Yeah. Well, I, I, I saw it here, and the, the, the audience that came to see it was, was, was actually gasping at it mm. by the end. You know, they was, it, it was so full of surprises. Yeah, got a great audience reaction here, but uh, yeah, it's just a film people don't know about. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll be back. As I say, this is the end of the first one. We'll be back next month with um, our in depth conversation about Alejandro Jodorowsky. So, uh, yeah, get, get prepared for that one. <laughs> uh, belt and braces. Um, and we'll see you next month. Mm-hmm.